Welcome to the RMM TV podcast. I'm Rennie McLean. We speak and we teach on the supernatural, how you, as an ordinary person, can do extraordinary things. Hi, I'm Dr. Marina McLean. The supernatural is meant to be lived naturally, and we do that through the teachings and instructions that you find right here on the RMM TV podcast. So, sign up today on the RMM TV podcast. Welcome to the Infinity Center, which is our church online. I want you right now to text everybody you know and tell them that we're going to come into a higher revelation of prayer. Would you do that for me right now? I'm going to give you a second or two to do that. Hallelujah. And I want to welcome all of you on. I know you're watching me from all over the world. So many of you have been sending in your testimonies, how you've been blessed and how you've been really receiving from the word. I thank God for your life. Without you, our church would not be possible. And I thank you for your financial support, for your prayers, because it, it encourages us to do more and to expand more. So thank you so much. Just tell everybody you know to come on right now. God bless you. All right. I want you to go with me to Matthew chapter 6. Matthew chapter 6, and it's going to be from verse 9 to 15 from the King James Version of the Bible. I'm speaking to you on prayer today. Now, there's several things about prayer that we're going to look at. Um, just today, we're going to deal with one. So I'm going to name you the one. We're going to look at the, the of what I call the theology of prayer. And you know that all ologies are a study of. And so we're going to look at some things that's going to really be eye-opening to you. Okay, go with me please to, I think I said to you, Matthew 6, verse 9 to 15. And it says, After this manner therefore pray ye, our Father which art in heaven, hallowed be thy name, thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our debts as we forgive our debtors. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, the power and the glory forever and ever. Amen. Then he goes on to say now, for if you forgive men their trespasses, your heavenly father will also forgive you. But if you forgive not men their trespasses, neither will your father forgive your trespasses. I want you to listen to this because to me this is very powerful. The purest definition of prayer is simply this. It is your relationship and communication with God. Your prayer life is truly reflective of your relationship with God. You say, what do I mean by that? If I don't have a relationship with God, then guess what? I don't have a prayer life. Most people have a prayer event. Like if you notice, some people are always needing prayer. They never live in prayer. They're always needing prayer. You say, why? Because prayer is an event not a lifestyle. And the original intent 
of God's house. Jesus said, my father's house shall be called a house of what? Prayer. So we understand that prayer is important. Only two things did the disciples ask Jesus for in, in their life and their time with him. They never asked him about how to perform a miracle. You'd think that they would. No. The scripture says that, he, that they asked him, Lord, teach us to pray. Teach us. Teach us. And then the other time was when they said, Lord, increase our faith. Those are the only two things that they ever asked him for. How to pray and to have their faith increased. So what is prayer? What is prayer? How do we pray? When do we pray? I want you to look at this. And let's break it down line by line. And I don't, and you have to understand the way I am. I don't intend to finish the verse because number one, you cannot, because I can show you the whole plan of salvation in this prayer alone. And the whole plan of salvation is not one message, and I'm sure you know that. So here is now. It says, Our Father, it says, sorry, after this manner, therefore pray ye, our Father, which art in heaven. All prayer begins with the knowledge of God as your Father. God, in terms of the title, doesn't indicate a relationship. But we are taught to see God as Father. Our Father, which art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. So prayer begins with honor. Prayer does not begin with you telling God what you want or what you need. Prayer begins with you having a relationship, number one, and two, you honoring God. If those two principles are violated, your prayer is null and void. We're in a society right now, even in, ch even in the church world right now, where the understanding of honor is gone. We do not understand how to honor God. And the reason why I believe we don't understand how to honor God is because in society today, the word father for some people does not have a good meaning. You say, why? Because some people do not have a relationship with their father. And so if you don't have a relationship with your father, then you really and truly don't know how to see God. That's why we just, that, that's why in the Old Testament, if you notice, they would speak to God and they would honor God. But their whole concept of God was different. Jesus taught them how to pray. And the first thing he gave away in this prayer is number one, there must be a relationship in place. You say, why? The relationship is the qualifier for you to even be considered a member of the kingdom of God or of the royal household. You say, why? Because everything in that dimension belongs to you purely on the basis that you are the child of God Almighty 
And he wants you to approach him as father. 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 Abba Father we shot in heaven. Now, heaven is a noun. Heaven is a person, a place, and a thing. Now, let me explain this to you, because to me this is profound. I'm giving something I didn't really intend to say, but I'm going to say it to you right now. When Jesus came, he was God in the flesh. In other words, Jesus housed heaven. My God, I pray that you understand that. Heaven is a person, a place, or a thing. Mm. Wow. Profound. Abba Father, the shot in heaven. Say it with me. Heaven. A person, a place, or a thing. Okay. Heaven is the warehouse of earth because earth was furnished from heaven. So everything that we, that we want or need is there and it comes here. And it then says, thy kingdom come, thy will be done. Now hear this now. These are simple things to me that needs to be understood. What is the state of your relationship between you and God? What is your position? Proverbs 15, verse 29, reads like this. The Lord is far from the wicked. But hear this now. But he heareth the prayer of the righteous. The righteous. When you were born again, you were Hear the words. When you became born again, you were reinstated. You were reinstated as a son of God. That means all privilege, all privileges were conferred back upon you when you were reinstated. Amen. So that puts you as a son in right. See, oh my God. That puts you as a son or a daughter in right standing with your heavenly father to walk in divine privileges. Amen. What else does he go on to say now? Proverbs 34, 15. How does God see you? It says the eyes of the Lord are upon the righteous and his ears are open to their cry. Powerful, isn't it? Listen to this now. The foundational truth of prayer that we see is that God is relational. In the church today, and I can say this with a lot of experience, today in the church, God is business, but not relational. You say, why? Because that's where the attack is. That's where the perversion is. Not on business, but in relationships. 
But yet the foundational truth of prayer that we see is that God is relational. That's why we start praying by saying what? Our Father. That means there's a relationship in place. That indicates that, indicates that God is personal. He's intimate. And he's faithful to relationships because he is the author of relationships. Hallelujah. Can you say amen to that? Amen. And relationships cannot be substituted. Now hear this now. Because to me this is powerful. Prayer is where knowing God begins. That's why if a, one of the first things that a person loses or loses interest in is their prayer life. And it reveals that you are in a backslidden state. Because when a person is in a backslidden state, guess what? They don't want to hear God. And they become more dependent on other people praying for them than they are praying for themselves. Processes. Tell me how this strikes you. Did it ever cross your mind that when Jesus was here as a man, as a man he would have had human needs because he was a man. Did it ever cross your mind? Listen to this question. Did it ever cross your mind? Who would have known? Who could he have spoken to and said, pray for me? Everybody on the earth was a sinner. How can the righteous ask the sinner to pray for him? In fact, not even his own mother. She was still could be considered a sinner because she was not saved. She was favored. But notice, can you imagine? It's like God saying to somebody, pray for, it's like, my goodness, it's like God saying to Buddha, pray for me. That's a mystery with today's church is that we want the prayers of others but we do not have the prayer life of our own. So we depend more on other people's prayers. Now there's the principle of where we extend our lives to people and we say, pray for me. But in reality, how can God give you something you can't pray for? How can God... You're going to process this. If we say that God can't give us more than we bear, if we quote all of those scriptures, then why then are you asking people to pray for you? When God has already determined, well, that's too much for him, so I'm not going to give that to him. Learn how to pray. Now, hear this now. If your relationship is not right, and you are conscious that you are not right. I'm telling you what I've noticed. People always say to me, to me, and I know they've said to you, please pray for me. Something in their psyche knows that they're not right. So they can't pray to receive. I pray that you come into a clearer understanding. God wants a relationship with you. The lifeline of prayer is your relationship. 
Hallelujah. Oh my God of mercy. So, hear this now. So if prayer is where knowing God begins, you say why? Because prayer was your introduction to God. Every relationship has an introduction. Your introduction to God was in prayer. The next point that we're going to touch for a moment or two is this. The word is where the relationship is established. Now that's powerful. Remember what I just said to you. Prayer is where knowing God begins, but the word is where the relationship is established. So that implies, if you're not growing in the word, then you're not growing in your relationship with God. So how much of the word do you know? One of the things about growing in the word is this. It keeps your growth pure. Your faith doesn't grow of itself. You see, faith came by the word. So it can only grow by the word. So that's why when you come out of the word, you're going to find out that your faith becomes polluted. You say, why? Because you, put, you polluted the stream of it. Then Jesus taught us how to live in the word. He taught us in John's gospel, in John chapter 15, if you abide in me and I in you, then you can ask what you will. Notice, you can ask what you will. All askings come from prayer. But the qualifier is your stand with God. That's why he said, seek ye what? First, the kingdom of God and all of his righteousness. Then he said, all of these things shall be added. I know right now there's a lot of you that need something added. You need something to come into your life. But hear me. It gets down to this point. What is your relationship with God? Process that. Pause and think about it. Hmm. What's the relationship like? When you're in a relationship with somebody and you are right with them, you know you can ask for anything. It is your conscience when you know you shouldn't ask somebody for something. It, that's your conscience. You, you, or somebody's getting, a, 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 getting clarity right there. That's your conscience. Because if you, if you know you've wronged somebody and you're not right, you know you're not at the place to ask for anything. Because the relationship is broken. When people today in the church are not right with God. They are always, I'm always weary when I hear people say, pray for me, keep praying for me. I'm always weary of that. I've always learned that that's a buzzword. Why can't you get it? Do you know that you are saved only by your confession? You are not saved 
by my confession. You are saved by your confession, by you saying Jesus is Lord. You have to say it to be saved. I can't say it and you get saved. So if you can get saved by your confession, then the question is, why can't you get delivered by your own confession? It's because the relationship isn't right. I challenge you right now to look at your relationship. Line yourself up to the word. And then begin to receive from God. In fact, I want you to lift your hands before God. Save this after me. Father. That right there is a revelation. You're calling him Father. Say it after me. Father, I come before you with an open heart. Remove any iniquity that is within me. Forgive me of my transgressions, Lord. Wash me in your blood. Cleanse me through your word. Oh, I feel it as I'm saying it. Do a new work in me, O oh Lord. Let my voice in your ear be sweet and not bitter. Show me favor, Lord. Show me favor, Lord. I ask you, Lord, to reinstate my privileges, but I have nullified through breaking your law. Thank you, Father. My privileges are restored. Now, I have the confidence again to ask you anything in your name, knowing that you will do it. Thank you, Father. In Jesus' name, amen. Praise God. Wasn't that simple, yet powerful, yet practical? Amen. Prayer. Thank you so much for joining me today at the Infinity Center. I know the Lord is doing a work in your heart right now. Just let him do it. Just let him do it. You'll never be disappointed when God does it. Thank you for joining us. I want you right now to access the blessings. You say, how do I access the blessings? By sowing your seed. I'm going to bless you. I don't even need to think about it because you know in the house of God, you're to give. Father, right now, in the name of Jesus, bless the giver, bless the seed. Lord, your word is true. Fulfill it. Fulfill it. Bless them. Bless them. 
I ask for a miracle of multiplication. I see multiple doors opening at one time. God is opening multiple doors for somebody right now. Not just one, multiple. You say, what's causing it? Your seed. Because your seed is a key to a door. Amen. I release you now to give in Jesus' name. I want you every week to tell everybody about our church online at the Infinity Center. Spread the word for us. Look forward to seeing you again. All the details are up on the screen to give. People, these are not the days to hold on to your seed. Release your seed and come into your harvest. God bless you. See you again next week at the Infinity Center. For more Breakthrough Encounters, visit us on rmm.live.